0: Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Essex Church, where this community of Kensington Unitarians meets each week for worship, as well as for other activities during the week. Some some words that spoke to me. This place is sanctuary. You who are broken-hearted who woke today with the winds of despair whistling through your mind, come in. You who are brave but wounded, limping through life, hurting maybe with every step, come in. You who are fearful, who live with shadows hovering about you, come in. This place is sanctuary and it is for you. You who are filled with happiness, whose abundance overflows, come in. You who walk through your world with lightness and grace, who awoke this morning with strength and hope, you who have everything to give, come in. This place is your calling a riverbank to channel the sweet waters of your life, the place where you are called by the world's need. Here we offer in love. Here we receive in gratitude. And here we make a circle from the great gifts of breath, attention and purpose. Come in and welcome, welcome one and all. Well, Kensington Unitarians are a creative lot. I mean, we've, we've delved uh, into publishing in the last year with our kindred pilgrim souls, and here's a book that was published the year before that. Poetry by John Hans, photography by Heidi Ferrid, um produced by Jane, and now to be read by Harold.
1: Plant trees everywhere. Plant them in copses, plant them in hedges, Plant them at the side of roads. Plant them on traffic islands. Plant them on either side of forbidding walls. Plant them on wasteland. Plant them down avenues and at the end of streets. Plant them where trains used to run, along suburban roads. Plant them in gardens and public places in need of shade and protection. Plant them in parched stream beds. Plant them among bulldozed debris. Plant them where bleak garages block the sight of forests or fields. Plant them on disused mines and quarries. Plant them in all manner of desolate and derelict places. Above all, tear up long stretches of unlovely motorways and plant them in the scarified foundations. Plant them in gaps and cavities and crevices. Plant them where they can be adored and praised. Plant them where they can yield fruit and leaves and blossom. Plant them even where road sweepers and lorry drivers tell you they can't stand the sight of them. For trees love us. What, you will exclaim? This is really too much. How can a tree... But they do, they do. Trees like kindly sentinels watch out for us when we come in late at night. They whisper and murmur, consoling words at each other and to us if we will only listen to them. And they nod and sway and sometimes ruffle up their trailing skirts when the wind blows lustily through them. And they even laugh and cry sometimes and creak in pain like ageing citizens. And they rustle and trance sometimes in hectic profusion of thrumming boughs and nearly hysterical undergrowth. Yes, trees have their own rare tongues, which we can construe if we watch patiently and listen. Yet sometimes, with scarcely a tremor, they stand motionless, unruffled, totally regarding us. Yes trees, lovers, and even forgive us for our depredations, and even tolerate dismal stretches of brick and tarmac or cobble and concrete, and twist their way through blocks of discarded masonry. But do not neglect them, do not ignore them, when they somehow manage to appear in spite of all obstacles, of little sunlight. Infrequent rain and squeezed and narrow spaces, and plant them, plant them, in spite of all opposition and mean discouragement, in spite of everything which will be said to deter you, in spite of all the arguments about car access, urban growth, and the need for golf courses. Trees, so oh lovers, plant them, plant them, plant them everywhere.
0: If I ask you now to imagine your favourite landscape here on Earth, I I wonder how many of us um, would imagine a landscape that includes trees. For there, there is something I think about trees that makes a really deep connection between them and us? Is it that at a bodily level we know the debt we owe them for freshening the very air we breathe? Is it their quality of stillness here on earth that just so contrasts with the busy, oftentimes frenetic way that we rush around in life? Is it that even in the high-tech 21st century Western world, we still remember that trees have always been such generous providers of that which humanity needed in order to progress? The fuel, the building materials, the basis for our tools, the homes for creatures that we needed to eat. Yes, this relationship between us and trees has indeed a long and complex history. Like so much in the natural world, we've been using and abusing trees for as long as we've had the brain power to know how to do it. In order to progress, we've cut down great swathes of ancient forest. In order to progress, we've then planted trees once more to fulfill our needs. But to sit, to sit beneath a tree, isn't that one of life's great pleasures? to feel its welcome shade above us on a hot day, or to just realise how much shelter a tree in full leaf can give us from the rain. To be aware of a tree is to pay attention to our senses, the sound of the wind blowing through a forest, the dappled light and shade that we see as we look up into the crown of a spreading tree, the taste of fruit Picked straight from a branch, be it stolen or not, it can indeed taste very sweet. The feel of a tree's rough bark beneath our fingers. And that rich, earth-filled smell as we kick through piles of leaves in autumn time. Or the delight provided by the fragrance of blossom trees at this time of year, in springtime. There is um, a lovely book there at the front about planting trees. I don't know if you know it, the uh, the man who planted trees. It, when I I don't know why now, because I looked at it again this week. And when I first met that book, I thought it was a true story. And then when I realised that actually it had been created by Jean Giono um, as a metaphor, really for. for our relationship with the earth, it it slightly spoilt it, but then I went back and read it again this week and it was just so lovely. It tells the story of a shepherd in uh, Provence in the the hills going up high, who over many decades planted trees, seeds, first of all acorns, then little beech saplings and birches and the like. And then the author goes back 30 years later and describes how the land had changed. Just a little quote from here. Little by little, the villages have been rebuilt. People from the plains where land is costly have settled here, bringing youth, motion, and a spirit of adventure. Along the roads, you meet hearty men and women, boys and girls, who understand laughter and have recovered a taste for picnics in the woods. Counting the former population, unrecognizable now that they live in comfort and have recovered a taste for picnics in the woods. Counting the former population, unrecognizable now that they live in comfort, more than 10,000 people owe their happiness to Elziard Bouffier and his planting of trees. When I reflect that one man, armed only with his own physical and moral resources, was able to cause this land of Canaan to spring from the wasteland, I am convinced that in spite of everything, humanity is admirable. When I compute the unfailing greatness and spirit and the tenacity of benevolence that it must have taken to achieve this result, I'm taken with an immense respect for that old and unlearned peasant who was able to complete a work worthy of God. Lovely book, I recommend it to you. And I have there also the book, Meetings with Remarkable Trees, which again is a marvelous study of some of Britain's most special trees, the the oldest, the largest uh, trees that hold a history for us. I want also to mention the the One Tree Project. I don't know if anybody came across this about a decade ago, where one tree um, from Tatton Park in Cheshire, an oak tree, was um, cut down And then given to a group of artists, 71 artists, craftspeople and makers were given parts of this oak tree and asked to do something with it. And then the exhibition toured Britain and uh, I think in the end there were 101 items were made from this one oak tree. Yes, trees are very generous to us, I think. I think they're generous, too, in the messages that they give us. And so I think all of you perhaps have a card. I don't know if our musicians have received one. Perhaps you'd, you'd like to have a look. And I don't know if anybody's received a message that particularly resonates with
2: them, that they'd like to read out.
0: I have have, a classic line from Shakespeare. And this, our life, exempt from public haunt, finds tongues in trees, books in the running brooks, sermons in stones, and good in everything. William Shakespeare. Anybody else like to read out what they have?
2: I'd rather actually tell you that uh, I went uh, this week to... Um, a place called Little Morton Hall, which is in Cheshire, and it's um, a timbered Tudor house. And it's just beautiful because it really is like that. Because mostly when they cut the timber, they have to use an axe, which is a bit like a hoe, or they used um, uh, wedges that they would hammer in to split the wood a small exhibition that uh, just showed a piece of wood itself, oak mm-hmm. and um, just to feel it and the sense of it being weathered and um, mm-hmm. how many years old? Uh, three or four hundred mm-hmm. years old it was just really It's quite a, a large mansion house with a, a little motorway between a bridge to get to it. So well,
0: that's a memory It's a beautiful building, isn't it? Worth yes. worth a visit, certainly. Mm. I don't know if anybody else has a an experience like that or something they'd like to add. What have you got, Richard? we
2: trees that remind us of our grace. Our oh, grace. Mm. Yes.
0: Nice. What have you got?
2: They are beautiful in their peace. They are wise in their silence. They will stand after their dust. They teach us and we tend them. That's by Altium Macdonald.
0: Thank you. Well, do feel free to to take another one of those. If you, Oh, oh yes.
2: plant trees under whose shade you do not expect to sit and after Glenn and I eventually pop our clogs it's it's in our um, book that the we go there's a tree planted uh,
0: somewhere we don't know where, but it will all be planted it's It's part of the yes it's a lovely, lovely thing to do that isn't it Yes, and I've known people plant trees for the birth of a child as well. <laughs> a good memorial. Anyone anyone else want to share?
2: There is always music amongst the trees in the garden, but our hearts
0: must be very quiet. I've spent this week reading about trees, paying attention to trees, and when I try to sum up their messages for me... They really do come down to some very simple reminders to do just that. Pay attention more to all that is around me, to beauty and simplicity and grace. I've been reminded to allow the symbolism of trees to help me in life, to slow down sometimes to their speed to take their calm and measured view of the world a little more often. I've been reminded to to pay attention to the miracle of life, the very miracle of life that has us be here at all. That wondrous gift of breathing in and out and nature's ability to renew itself through the seasons. I wonder what message trees hold for you. Amen. Amen.